so how about it? Did you uh, receive a, a box of candy? Maybe uh, some of those sweet tart little candies that, you know, have that, those phrases, will you be mine? Matter of fact, I think I heard they were stopping making those. And, and I mentioned that to the youth the other night, and there was like a gasp of air that went out. How about uh, some flowers? Or some card with some, you know, sweet, you know, rhyme that just kind of flows like syrup. The fact is, is this week the stores were filled with, you know, red and pink balloons and cards and stuffed animals and you name it, they were there. It's interesting. We were surrounded by all the paraphernalia of what we now call Valentine's Day. But it's far from really what that festival of uh, St. Valentine, who was martyred, what it represented. And I find it even more interesting that for many today in our society, in this culture that we are a part of, this is really the normal cultural expression of love. Sentimental statements, syrupy cards, gifts, that's what they see love as. But you know, likewise, those familiar words of 1 Corinthians, that love-themed section of Scripture that we are so familiar with, that we even hear used, actually incorrectly, but we hear used often in weddings, it's been turned into something unintended, an oversimplified testament of romantic love. Now let me uh, take you back to some of those words because I'm going to build somewhat off of those words today. But listen again to what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but I do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Such expressions of love, those that we experience with Valentine's Day, and even you know how some have taken this beautiful text of God's Word and made it something more than it was about, well, my friends, these expressions of love can prove problematic for us as followers of Christ. How does one effectively proclaim Christ's vision for love and Christ's command to love in a culture that reduces love to commercialism and sentimental statements? Well, let me help you know one thing, at least for sure. You won't find the answer 
in a greeting card. But I believe that God this day is again giving us His Word that we could hear, discover through Paul's description of love an expression of stewardship, if we would look at it that way. According to Clarence Stoughton, the former president of Wittenberg University, stewardship is everything we do after we say we believe. Now, I'm going to be building off of some of that thought, so let me say that again, that you might process that and hold on to it, that stewardship is everything we do after we say we believe. That means that stewardship is about love, and love is about stewardship. It's about loving neighbor, loving enemies, loving God. Seen in this way, Paul's words actually make a lot of sense. Love as an expression of stewardship means that we consider all of God's abundant gifts and how we can best use those gifts so that we can return our thanks and our praise to the Lord, so that we can love our neighbor as ourselves, so that we can do every little thing we do with great love. So how have you experienced Christ's love this past week? Our mission statement that you see each week in the bulletin, sometimes we repeat it back to one another, uh, but I hope you process it now and then. But our mission statement is experience Christ's love, live it, share it. Experience it. It's meant to be ongoing. It's not, you know, just at one moment. It's not that time when somehow we made that public profession or came to a full realization of who Christ is and what he has done for us. The reason I ask this question for the moment is, how have you experienced his love this past week, is because that's how consistent and faithful he is in pouring out his love into each of our lives. Did you wake up each morning and thank him for a new day and the breath of life? Did you rejoice when, you know, the sun came out and the warmth of the sun, you know, wrapped around you? Did you think about the food on your table, the roof over your head, the clothes on your back? Did you think about the gift of the friend that you spent time with, the loved one that you live with, the friend that you've been on the phone with, did you experience his love as you began to deal with a, a new challenge, a new trial in this life? Did you experience his love as you remembered your failure the day before and as you confessed that sin and he wrapped his arms of love around you and said, you are my son, you are my daughter, I love you. The truth is, is that every day, God's love overflows into our lives. God's love is not just sentimental words. It's not some meaningless little gift or token. God's love is seen in action. He made us in love. 
He pursues us even when we fail in love. He sent His only Son so that whosoever believes would live because God so loved the world. He so loved you and He so loved me. Yes, while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us, Paul says in Romans chapter 3. Or, as the Lord says in our reading from 1 John, this is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So are we uh, just consumers of God's love? Are, are we just to sit back and soak it in and say, isn't this great? Look at how much God loves me. Look at what He's given me. Look at what He's prepared for me. Are we just called to you know, sit back and live as recipients of God's love and indeed enjoy the abundance of that love? Or are we called to live as stewards of Christ's love? So is the saying, is us saying we love God and we love our others, is that it? Well, consider again 1 John. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. We love because He first loved us. We love because He first loved us. Witness the way Jesus loved my friends. He touched an unclean leper. He was with a woman who was unclean and an outcast. He went to a tax collector's dinner party, a sinner. He prayed with his disciples in the upper room, knowing full well that he would soon, they would soon reject him and abandon him. He took up a hideous cross and he dragged it through the streets of Jerusalem. He took the nails in his hands and in his feet. He prayed earnestly for his enemies as they gambled away his clothes. That's an incredible model of love. Do we possess that kind of Jesus love? Mother Teresa has a, a unique way to describe this Christ-like love. She once wrote this, We must grow in love, and, do, and to do this we must go on loving and loving and giving and giving until it hurts, the way Jesus did. Do ordinary things with extraordinary love, little things like caring for the sick and the homeless, the lonely and the unwanted, you must give what will cost you something. Then your gift becomes a sacrifice when it is done out of love. This giving until it hurts, this sacrifice is love 
in action. End quote. You know, as a church, we may faithfully proclaim Jesus Christ. We may lift him up to the community and the world around us. We may have the, the best theology. We may you know, give this balance of law and gospel, what our sin is and what God has done to deal with our sin. We may be the most welcoming community. We might have wonderful facilities, great programs and missions, and even an incredibly strong faith. But Paul says that if we don't express and share these things in, with, and through love, we are nothing. We can even be incredibly generous, but if our generosity is not covered in love, it falls short. The love that God gives and asks us to share is so much bigger, so much broader, so much more inclusive than our human commercialized and sanitized versions of love that we know. So what if? What if, for example, we really took to heart this kind of stewardship of love? Imagine the differences we might see and experience. What if our lives were marked by a spirit of patience and gentleness, a lack of self-interest and envy, a unity in the world around us? Within our lives... Our homes, our church, and the way we serve and what we focus on and do look different? It would. It would because that is how God treats us through Christ even when we fail and we sin. My friends, imagine how our witness would be shaped as we bear one another's burdens, as we endure hardships together, and as we welcome new people into God's presence with kindness. Truly, others around us would know us as Christians by our love, rather than our judgment, rather than our hypocrisy. very interesting to me how real this message is. How the world expects you and me to reject them, abandon them, turn on them, tell them they're not welcome. In the past two and a half weeks, I have had several very in-depth and serious conversations with individuals. And I'm saddened that somehow that is the message that the church has either given or has been perceived as giving. We, my friends, are called to love be stewards of the love that we daily receive and experience from Christ without fail. No matter where we have gone, no matter what we have done, no matter how we have failed, no matter where we have strayed or wandered off to, 
He still loves. You know, you and I as the body of Christ in this place and in this time where we have been planted, we have this incredible opportunity to see all of life as an opportunity to express love and to live as faithful stewards of the amazing grace that God has given us in and through Christ. Together, we can practice love and help usher in the kingdom of God right here, right now, into the lives of those around us who are wondering if anybody loves them. Together we can capture again this 2020 vision for life. As those who have experienced Christ's love, let us not only experience it, but live it, share it. Let's live daily as recipients and stewards of Christ's love with all that we have and all that we do. Amen.